Costs to originate keep rising, even with more technology in the industry. The problem is the core platform. A new LOS can re-architect the process around data, not humans moving paper files. Vesta has built this LOS, and you can learn more at Vesta.com. Pulled from the hottest topics coming across our news desk, I'm Alston Lloyd, and this is Housing Wire Daily. In today's episode, I interview Mark King, the president of Keller Williams, on the future of real estate and how companies can best lead their teams during challenging times. But before you listen, here's a brief word from our sponsor. At Atlantic Bay Mortgage Group, we're focused on helping each team member live their best life. And everything we do, we hold our relationships, culture, commitment to the company, and credibility as our highest mission. We invite you to join the team recently ranked as the number one best large mortgage company to work for in the nation. Visit joinatlanticbay.com to explore what's possible. Atlantic Bay Mortgage Group, NMLS number 72043, is an equal opportunity employer. Hello, Housing Wire listeners. Today, I'm joined with Mark King, the president of Keller Williams, and today we'll be discussing how companies can best lead their teams during challenging times and the importance of introducing meaningful change into their processes. Thanks for joining us today, Mark. I appreciate being here. Of course. Um, Before today's discussion on leadership and innovation, can you let our audience know more about you? Yeah, I'm a real estate agent through and through. I grew up in this this business, if you will, and uh, found my way to Keller Williams as a as a real estate agent, kind of uh, worked my way into getting some opportunities to lead. Uh, we like to, to joke around here, if you're talented, we will find you and and we'll, <laughs> give, we'll give you another job to do. Uh, we're a giant, big, fun, loving family. And uh, so I built a real estate business uh, back in the early 2000s and, and actually had gotten it to the top 100 in the country um, and, and really was looking for more. I, I wanted more out of my career and an opportunity came along to lead an office, and that led to 15 more offices over time, which led to various different roles and coaching and all kinds of fun things. Most recently, uh, my partner, Matt Green, and I were directors of growth, mm-hmm. and, uh, and I did that. And I'll tell you a little bit more throughout uh, today's interview, but I, you know, in that role, uh, my partner and I really got to visit all of the different parts of our ecosystem. We got to see a much bigger picture um, and that role led to this one now. That's great. Um, your business is extremely successful. It's one of the top real estate companies in the nation. So you're really perfect for today's conversation, which we'll talk about um, workplace structure and workplace culture. So I'm excited yeah. to dive in on that. Um, you're here to discuss the importance of leadership and innovation during challenging times. So to start off today's conversation, I'd like to focus on probably the most challenging time that we've all uh, dealt with recently, which is the COVID-19 pandemic. It's now been more than a year since the COVID-19 pandemic began, and while its impacts on the housing sector have eased, the market still remains transformed. Um, For my first question, I'd like to discuss how Keller Williams navigated the unique challenges brought on by the pandemic. What was your leadership focused on, and how were processes adjusted to address this and last year's altered real estate market? Wow, there is a lot to unpack there. Thank you for asking that. I, I would tell you that, yes, we are in the most challenging leadership times, I think, our industry now, in, in a lot of ways, our country's ever seen. Mm-hmm. And it's not just the pandemic. We've had, you know, social unrest. We've had, you know, just a, the, the, the world has changed. And, and we've had to wake up to the fact that we're probably not going back to what we thought of as normal before the pandemic, right? Mm-hmm. So to answer your, your question more specifically, 
we to be the largest real estate company in the industry, right? It, it, you wouldn't think we we're as nimble as we are, uh, but we have some systems and processes in place that allowed us to move quickly when the pandemic hit, the shutdowns happened, etc. Let me give you a couple of examples. All right. For the last eight or nine years, myself or, or others have led a national call, and we've talked to our to all of our offices every single week. So we have a very high level uh, cadence of communication. Uh, last week we had eighteen hundred leaders. Uh, on that call. It's about what we average. And so the ability to communicate quickly was never an issue. The ability to lead in terms of transformation of the way you think about things and how you show a house and, and how you connect with agents and being more visible. You know, one of the things we did is we led an effort to make 170,000 care calls to our agents to make sure they were okay, see what their needs were, talk about their businesses. What could we do? And I'll say the other thing about our culture is that we did. We didn't spend a lot of time saying, uh, "Here's all the challenges we face." We we did spend a lot of time saying, "How do we navigate the challenges that we face?" And those are two different approaches. So we immediately jumped into action. We were more visible. We were pioneering ways to show houses without uh, without being close to another human, or to do it digitally, or or, or uh, through some through a, a computer, or whatever the case was. And so I think from that perspective, we learned very quickly. We share a lot. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the, the, the best way to handle a, a new situation is to have 170,000 people out there trying it in the field. And I think that was our, our big piece. I, I'm very proud, even beyond the pandemic, I'm very proud of this company and what we did around diversity, equity, and inclusion. Mm-hmm. And uh, immediately we set up a task force. Immediately we, we, we pulled our people together. This is another very unique part of our culture is that Every decision made here happens from the agent level or the the office level. And so we set up a task force. We have amazing leaders around the country who jumped into action. Um, Out of that task force, we hired the head of diversity, equity, and inclusion uh, for Keller Williams International. That's Julia Lachey Israel. And we're super proud of the work she's done. We're proud that we just celebrated our second Juneteenth as a a corporate holiday. And, And that has transformed the way we think about the future of our business as well. And so we're, we're tackling that on all fronts. And I'm, I'm just I, 100%, this is not about me. The leadership of this company is world-class mm-hmm. and I'm just very happy to be a part of it. See, that's great. And that, that brings me to my next question. So as we talk about leadership, I wanna discuss Keller Williams' work environment. Um, you mentioned some of the great things you do, but I'm really interested in learning about how your hybrid work environment is right now. Um, due to impacts brought on by the pandemic, Many companies in the real estate space, including Keller Williams, have transitioned to a hybrid work environment. Um, Mark, what does this environment entail for your company and the real estate market at large? You mentioned having uh, national calls with your team and more of that. I'm interested in seeing what, what that's like. Yeah. So a couple of things on this. Number one is real estate has always been a, a business where the majority of people work out of their house, right? Yeah. When, when you look at our average office of 210 agents, there might be 30 that have office space in our office. The rest have worked from their house. So in the in the field, it's not as foreign a concept as, as others might think. Coming to Keller Williams International, which is the, the employer, we have you know 1,200 employees. Uh, and by the way, Keller Williams International has 1,200 employees across 46 of the 50 states. So we had been you know we had been working via Zoom before Zoom was cool, kind of thing, right? And so that that won't change. We have our own technology that we use as well. And, and so, but, but that part has, has been a little bit easier because the cadence of communication, the way we worked before the pandemic. But, but to your point, 
The other neat thing about our culture and the way that we operate is that we surveyed all of our employees and we asked them how they see themselves best utilized, best working in the future. And as you might suspect, the majority came back and said, you know what, we do want flexible working hours. We do want to choose whether or not we come to the office or not. We do want to do things that are different than the way we've ever done them before. And a testament to the leadership around this company is we leaned in and said, absolutely. However you feel you'll be most productive, we will support you. And that's how we're operating today. Here's the last little piece of that is we've brought on the CEO of KWX, who has a vast corporate background, right? And one of the benefits of knowing Carl Lieber, there's many, but one of the one of the neatest ones is he's so connected with so many of the top CEOs in the in the country of all industries that they're having weekly calls on how to best handle all of these situations. So I get to tag along and sound really smart. It's really Carl Liebert's doing that that's helping us through this. See, that's great. And as a follow-up, you mentioned that um, you allowed your employees to decide if they wanted to work from home or they want to come into office, a little more flexible plan. So how's your team respond to the new work environment? Uh, have dynamics changed in relation to culture? Yeah, I think it would be silly to say dynamics haven't changed, uh, mm-hmm. but I'm really, I'm, I'm, this has been a great test of our culture and, and I'm proud of what the results are showing. I think, you know, everything rises and falls on leadership. You've heard that. That's a, that's an old John Maxwell quote, right? Mm-hmm. And the, the way that we look at our team is ev- everyone's a leader. We're, we're more of a bottoms up type of organization, meaning that we serve 180,000 families across the United States and Canada, right? And, and almost 200,000 worldwide. So our jobs are to listen to the people that, that we work for and to help them have the career worth having and the business worth owning, and the life worth living, and the legacy worth leaving, experience worth giving. That's just what we believe. So when you come from that angle, all the challenges that we've faced, uh, they've been lessened in many ways because of the way we had already operated. In my previous question, we discussed the new opportunities the pandemic presented, whether that be processes or work from home flexibility um, in terms of leadership and like the implementation of new processes. But for my next question, I'd love to know where uh, Keller Williams is going next. Um, it sounds like you guys have amazing things going on. So what moves are you planning related to the processes of growth? Oh my gosh. I, I'm just, I would say it this way. Uh, we have more cool innovation happening right now than, than I'm going to argue we've had in 38 years. Wow. And, and I'll, and I'll tell you what I can tell you. Uh, and, uh, and we'll have a lot of fun with this, but here's, here's how I think of this. And here's how we think of this around here is that we, we knew and had already seen and, and kind of understood that our industry has always been very physically based. Mm-hmm. And we've been enhancing that physical reality with some technology. We called it MLS. We called it, you know, email. We called it whatever, whatever the technology we added on top to make the, the real estate transaction, you know, easier, more efficient. That was technology enhanced. But we were, we, we've always been physically based and the majority industry is physically based. We see a couple of our really cool competitors that start out completely digital with no physical locations, right? Here's what I believe. I believe that we knew we were, we were on probably an eight to 10 year journey to flip from physically based, digitally enhanced to digitally based, physically enhanced, meaning smaller office square footage, smaller footprint, more usage of technology and more innovative ways and that sort of thing. But what I believe you saw is COVID accelerated that eight to 10 year arc. And I also believe in, if you believe like we do, that the real estate agent is the fiduciary at the center of the transaction, and that our job as a company is to protect that real estate agent, 
then you believe that we're all going to kind of end up in the middle somewhere where you're going to have, you know, whether it's, you know, one of our competitors that was started out completely, you know, digital. Now they're starting to open up office spaces. Mm-hmm. We started out physically based and we're moving digital. I think we're all going to meet at the middle somewhere because I believe the consumer demands it. Mm-hmm. The consumer wants their, their, you know, they want to pay less. They want to have their services bundled. They want to have trustworthy, hopefully fiduciaries involved in the process. And, and I, I have to tell you a really quick story, Alcina, because mm-hmm. this is so relevant right now. I just moved to Austin, Texas with this new role, right? About five months ago. And I think every realtor should move every two years. because what it will do is remind you how important a human being is to the process. And I will tell you, my agent Clay and I, uh, I had a a wonderful experience, not just because I'm the president of the company, but because he's a great agent. And uh, I mean, down to the the different, you know, property tax amounts, street by street, to the type of stone in the backyard, to the, the type of floors, to understanding, you know, the humidity in Texas, all of those things, the school districts, et cetera, all of those things were so valuable in the moment when selecting a house in a frothy environment where it's multiple offers and that sort of thing that I could never get from an iPad. So I don't believe the future of real estate transactions is you're just going to go to the computer and order up what you want. It just doesn't work that way. And, and, and I would tell you that that personal experience just further reminded me and ingrained me in this idea. Look, there is a definite moment in time right now we're being tested as real estate agents. And you either believe the real estate agents are like travel agents of the 80s and 90s, and Expedia is going to come along and turn that functionary or that, that fiduciary into a functionary. Or you believe the real estate agents like an attorney of the 80s and the 90s, where LegalZoom came along and, and didn't disrupt them and actually made them more valuable. And I, I believe the latter. So that's, that's the kind of the, the environment that we live in today. I agree. Um, We often get a lot of surveys and reports from the industry coming to Housing Wire. And something that we've seen consistently is that although people do like a digital approach, they do very much so value that human touch or that that human element. So it sounds like your team was already ahead of the curve when it came to that. And you guys are still carrying some of those practices into a post-COVID world, which is great. The caveat to that is the agent has to be well-versed. They have to be trained. They have to see the value of education. One of the challenges we face, Alcina, is that in most states, it's a, it's a couple of weeks and $500 to get your real estate license. Compare that to 13 years of school and residency to become a doctor. There's not many doctors after six months of starting their practice that say, you know what, this isn't for me. I'm going to try something different. That's so, true. but the reality is the more we lean into education, that's why I'm so proud of Keller Williams being a training consulting company for so long. So it's such a long part of our history. The value to the consumer in the future comes from well-versed agents, not just an agent. And that's, that's a really important delineation there. That is really true. So I'm going to move on to our last topic today. And it's probably the most interesting question to me um, to continue on that topic. Uh, there's long been speculation on whether or not Keller Williams would eventually file for IPO. And I want to hear it straight from the source's mouth. Does Keller Williams then eventually become a publicly traded company? We are, here's what I, here's what I can tell you. All right. Uh, all right. We, we are keeping all of our options open. All right. Uh, we have brought an amazing group of talent uh, from from the out, outside the industry, quite frankly, in, in most regards. I, I mentioned Carl earlier. But that's the tip of the iceberg. We have brought in, uh, don't quote me on this, but I'm going to say 13 or 14 of the highest level executives from all industries around the country. Uh, it, is, it is a super exciting time at Keller Williams. We are exploring every different option. And we're looking 
but what does the future look like? Right. I mean, how, how do we create more scale, more alignment and, and all with one thought in mind, we are going to protect the real estate agent. We're going to keep them at the center of the transaction. And everything we do is going to be with that mission in mind. And what's really cool about these, these particular individuals is they are all on board with that thinking. Mm-hmm. So, and, and they're all super nice human beings uh, in addition to that. So yeah, it's, it's really fun. So to answer your question, and I know it, it sounds like I may be dodging it, to answer your question, uh, we'll have more information on on which options we decide to take down the road. All right. Uh, right now, all of our options are open. All right. So I'm going to have to bring you back on the show whenever we do figure out exactly what you're doing. I know our audience is so curious and I'm curious myself personally. So I'm very excited to see where you guys go. I love it. All right. So before we wrap today, is there anything else you think your audience needs to know about Keller Williams or the real estate industry at large right now? Yeah, I think, you know, I... I I might catch a little flack for this, so I'm just going to share it this way. Uh, There's never been a time in our industry where what I'm going to call the traditional real estate companies need to be more in alignment. And I believe there's a battle going on. We've talked a little bit about it. I think there's a battle going on in the industry. And what we know is the the consumer will win. They're going to get more convenience. Every disruption, every disintermediation, whether it's Amazon Prime, whether it's Tesla, name name the industry, it always comes back to the, the consumer getting a better experience at a lower cost. So when you think about the housing industry in general, what does that mean? That's what we're all navigating through. So the, the if you either believe one of two things, you believe the real estate agent is the fiduciary, is the most important person involved in the homeownership transaction, or you believe that they're a functionary and they're, they're you know, an Uber driver can show a house tomorrow. I don't believe that. And so what we need to do is the industry needs to be coming together um, and leading that charge and, uh, and yeah, and, and I would say we're we're very excited about that. And I think we're winning that battle. And we've always stood behind the agent, never more than right now. All right. Well, Mark, I'd like to say thank you so much for joining us on Housing Wire Daily. Thank you so much. Of course. Well, listeners, thank you so much for listening. And we'll see you back here on Monday. Thank you. Now, more than ever, the housing industry is looking to its leaders for answers. That's why each week, the Housing News Podcast invites a new mortgage, fintech, or real estate executive to the show to provide its listeners with more perspective on the announcements and news stories crossing HousingWire's news desk. Hosted by Sarah Wheeler and produced by Elsina Lloyd, the Housing News Podcast is now available on iTunes, Spotify, Apple, Google Podcasts, and more. That's a wrap for today's episode of Housing Wire Daily. Remember to subscribe, rate, and review on Apple Podcasts, and join us again tomorrow.